بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القرآن المجيد بعد عوض بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإذا سألك عبادي عني فإني قريب أجيب دعوة الداعي إذا دعان فليستجيبوا لي وليؤمنوا بي لعلهم يرشدون صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الدعاء هو العبادة أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام Respected friends Elders and brothers, mothers and sisters, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Almighty Allah Azza wa Jal has made a system in this world that a person who utilizes the means of happiness and the means of bliss, Allah Azza wa Jal will bless him with that. And the one who adopts the means of failure and brings uh, about the wrath of Allah Azza wa Jal, then that's exactly what will meet him. Meaning the way we choose to lead our life, that is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will treat us. Allah says, Hal jazaul ihsani illa ihsan Is there any reward for goodness besides goodness? If a person leads a life, an upright life, then there can be no doubt that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant that person happiness and success in both the worlds. And on the other hand, Allah Azza wa says, Man ya'mal su'an yudzabihi wa la yajid lahu min dunillahi waliyan wa la nasira. Allah says that whoever does an iota of evil, whoever does evil, commits evil, then yudzabihi, he will be punished or have to face recompense for it. And will not find anyone be, uh, who will protect him against Allah Azza wa Jal and will not find any helper or protector against Allah Azza wa Jal. So however we choose to lead our life, that's exactly what we should expect from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As a famous hadith mentions, abdi bi, I treat a servant based on his expectations from me. So when will a person expect good from Allah? When he's led a good life. If you lead a good life, a righteous, upright life, you will expect good from Allah and you will find what you're expecting. And if I lead a bad life, then it's foolish for me to expect anything good. And then exactly what will happen? That's why Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he mentioned Al-Kayyisu man dana nafsahu wa amila lima ba'd al-mawt Wal-Ajizu man atba'a nafsahu hawaha wa tamanna ala Allahi al-amani Or kama qala alayhi sallatu salam That the intelligent person is the one who uh, prepares himself for the hereafter And Al-Kayyis man dana nafsahu He always is looking after his nafs Always has a very, uh, a, a, a very strong suspicion of himself of, or herself to see maybe I have a wrong intention. Maybe my motives are incorrect. Maybe I didn't do something as well as I should have. So always looking after the way a person looks after the business, the way a person looks after his bank account to make sure there's nothing uh, suspicious. This person, a true Muslim, will be looking at his nafs, always keeping it in check. And being preparing for the day he or she will meet Allah. Well, ajiz and a fool is the one who does whatever his ego and lustful desires demand from him or her. And then has false hopes that Allah will do this for me and Allah will do that for me when they haven't led a life that would bring any good anyway in the first place. So one of the great actions or, or a'mal and uh, blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, a beautiful, powerful method whereby we can enjoy a life of bliss both in both worlds and it will become a means of us gaining uh, proximity and closeness to Allah Azza wa Jal, spiritual proximity to Allah Azza wa Jal, and it will make it easy for us to withstand any type of calamity, difficulty, 
and unforeseen circumstances that may afflict us or the ummah. One of those gifts that Allah has given us is dua and supplication. Dua is that very powerful tool that is always beautiful. It's always amazing. It's always great to have. But more so when we are going through this difficult times, when ummah collectively and individually is going through rough times. People at home are suffering. People at a national level and at an international level. Nations, large nations together are suffering. Whatever is happening here is obvious, but we know that this is... The life doesn't revolve, revolve around us. The world does not revolve around us. There's so many other horrendous things are happening. You may not, it doesn't even make it to the news of where 50, 60 people uh, you know, at, at a shot in one time get killed, subhanAllah, in two Muslim countries just yesterday. Right? 50, 60 people in, in various suicide bombs and whatnot. These are calamities that don't even make it to the news anymore. They don't even make it to our attention. We are so perplexed about our own simple little issues that we may be faced with. And we don't realize that what, what is going on uh, 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 to the entire ummah. So what helps us, what gets us out of, out of this mess, we realize it is dua. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned in a hadith that I mentioned at the beginning, related by Nu'man ibn Bashir radiallahu anhu. He says, dua huwa al-ibadah. The supplication is worship. You want to know how to become an abid? You want to know how to become a worshiper? You would like to become a dutiful worshiper? Hold on to dua. Dua is a method of becoming an abid. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned another hadith related by Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu where he says, Laysa shay'un akramu ala Allahi min dua That there's nothing more honorable to Allah azza wa jal than supplication. Meaning, that if you want to, if I may say in my own words, you want to grab Allah's attention, you want Allah to pity you, you want Allah to sympathize with you, you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to look at you, and you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to respond to you, the method is dua. There is something that Allah won't refuse. In one hadith, it also mentions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala feels, feels shy that a person raises his hand to him and to send it back empty-handed, especially someone who's worked hard. Someone who, who was, who's old in Islam, all his years has been putting into Islam. Now he raises his hand and says, Ya Allah, please give this to me, give this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has this connection with each and every one of us. Just like as parents, you know, you get upset at your children. Of course, sometimes they, they you know, definitely deserve that anger. But when a child, however old that child may be, even older son or daughter, begins to beg you, that's something, there's something in the mother, there's something in the father, that can't refuse the begging of their child. They cave in. This is something they can't handle. They won't be able to simply give a, a, you know, a blind eye or a cold shoulder to a child, uh, a, a son or daughter that is requesting, that is begging. Like, Can you please do this? This is something, it means a lot to me. There's nothing more honorable to Allah than supplication. When a person sends a supplication to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can be sure that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will fulfill your needs. And what type of needs, brothers and sisters? Sometimes a person thinks that dua is a method for fulfillment of only spiritual problems. We don't realize that, no, where, where have we come up with this clause? That dua is there only for the fulfillment of certain types of problems. Instead, dua is the antidote and a solution to all types, whether it's personal, whether it's communal, whether it's related to our, our worldly life, whether it's related to our life in the hereafter, whether it is related to one need or many needs. Dua is a solution to all of those type of, uh, of needs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put. Because why? These problems, these difficulties, these needs have come from Allah. So when you have an exam, when you have an exam here in the, student, in the school here, we have a student, a t- 
a teacher may prepare an exam and administer it. Sometimes the person who's administering it is other than the teacher. So the students will come and ask, what does this mean? What, what exactly is meant? And the administrator will say, the one who's administering the exam, you know, actually, I didn't write the paper. I'm not the one who designed this. You need to go to that teacher and ask. I'm not exactly sure what was intended. He has a solution. He has the answers too. He'll be the one who's grading it. He made it. He knows the answers. That's exactly how it works. That these masaib, these calamities, these difficulties, these obstacles in our obstacle course have come from Allah. And the one who truly understands them, the, true, the one who truly has the answers to them is none but Allah Azza wa Jal. They were not artificially created. They have not been created by another deity. Allah Azza wa Jal is a creator of all of these things. So the solution also lies with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Adam and Hawa, when they left paradise, and Allah, or when, when, they, when, when Allah, what He willed happened, and He ate from the uh, tree, what, was, what did they immediately do? They said, Rabbana ظَلَمْنَا أَنفُسَنَا وَإِلَّمْ تَغْفِرْ لَنَا وَتَرْحَمْنَا لَنَكُونَنَّ الْخَاسِرِينَ Immediately turn towards dua. Rabbana, oh our Lord, we have wronged ourselves. We made a mistake. وَإِلَّمْ تَغْفِرْ لَنَا And oh Allah, if you do not forgive us, and if you do not shower your mercy upon us, indeed we will become from amongst the ones who lose out. As soon as this big massive calamity took place, they resorted to dua. Allah Azza wa Jal tells us, وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ وَنَقْصٍ مِّنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ That indeed we will test you at times, different times, different things will happen. We shall test you, بِشَيْءٍ with a little bit. Of what? الخوف. Sometimes you will suffer fear. And that's for many of us, that's what's happening right now. Fear. And others, Allah says, وَالْجُوعِ Hunger. Meaning loss of wealth, uh, loss of job, etc. وَنَقْسِمْ مِنْ أَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ Sometimes loss of family, loss of lives. People passing away in your family. Difficult times. وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ Allah says, that give glad tidings to those who in the face of these difficulties of any sort, they remain resilient and patient. Who, what is the quality and the characteristic of these resilient people? الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبَةً When a calamity befalls them, they resort to dua. قَالُوا They say, إِنَّا لِلَّهِ Indeed, we belong to Allah and indeed we, we return to Him. That this life is very transient, very temporary. Everything about this is transient. Everything is, about tempor- everything is temporary. And inshallah, more brighter day is to come. A brighter day is to come. So they, have, they console themselves through the power of dua. Allah Azza wa Jal mentions a story of, Surah, of Yunus alayhi salam in Surah Anbiya. And he says, وَجَلْ says that Yunus والسلام, when he was found himself entangled in the layers of darkness, the layer of the darkness of the massive sea animal, the fish, and then the darkness of the sea, the darkness of possibly the night, in multiple layers of darkness, and he cried out and supplicated to Allah. Not in a Jum'ah like this, bright, beautiful day, in a gathering of so many people. He is sitting alone at the bottom of the ocean, separated from his community, separated from everyone else in layers of darkness. Nada, he's calling out to Allah. Allah ilaha illa ant. Oh Allah, there's none worthy of worship. There's no God in, besides you. Subhanak, glory be to you. Inni kuntu min al-zalimeen. Indeed, I, I am from amongst those who've wronged. Allah Azza wa Jal says, فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ He was, as, as soon as he said it, فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ So, what did we do? We, we, we accepted his supplication. We heard his dua. وَنَجَّيْنَاهُ مِنَ الْغَمْ 
and we gave him deliverance from that difficulty. We gave him deliverance from, from the issues he was facing. And in this very same manner, we will give deliverance and salvation to all the believers. Any believer who turns to Allah will find that Allah is there to assist him, just like Allah assisted Nabi, Nabi Yunus alayhi salatu salam. Sa'ad ibn Waqqas radiallahu anhu relates that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that da'watu da'watu dhinnun idh da'a wa huwa fi batni al-hud lam yad'u biha rajulun muslimun fi shay'in qattu illa istajab Allah lahu Sa'ad ibn Waqqas radiallahu anhu relates on the authority of Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that the dua of the dhinnun nun is the fish the man of the fish Meaning Nabi Yunus it, When he supplicated to Allah While he was in the stomach of the fish lam, That same dua Lam yad'u biha Rajulun Muslim No Muslim person will supplicate to Allah With that dua In any affair In any matter of his But he will find that Allah is willing to Accept his supplication And give him what he's asking for Anyone who tries to supplicate to Allah the way Nabi Yunus did while he was in the layers of darkness will find Allah Azza wa Jal willing to listen to him. Sa'ad radiallahu anhu mentioned another hadith also similar. Man da'a bi du'a'i Yunus ustajib lahu. Whoever calls out to Allah with the du'a of Yunus, his du'a will be accepted. That's why some in our circles it's known as ayat karima etc. etc. And many of the uh, scholars and awliya have, have given, you know, prescribed reading this dua excessively for any type of difficulty that you may be facing. La ilaha illa ant, subhanak, inni kuntu min al-zalimeen. Most of us know this. This is in uh, Surah Al-Anbiya, as we mentioned, uh, and uh, is a very powerful prayer. Whenever you're in a situation, you're caught up in a situation, turn to Allah. Remember these words that we talked about, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa saying, you turn to Allah in time of need. And you turn to him with the same dua that Nabi Yunus did, you will find Allah Azza wa Jal willing to accept your prayers. We notice in the, in the story of Ta'if, famous story of, of Ta'if, and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam is faced with immense emotional and physical harm and difficulty at the hands of the people of Ta'if and rejection. What does he turn to at that time? After doing everything he had, he turned to dua. Allahumma ashku ilayka dhu'fa quwwati. Oh Allah, I complain to you of my weakness. I complain to you of my weakness. And I complain to you of my helplessness. And the way I'm being treated lowly before men, before your creation. And then he says, Oh, the most merciful of those who show mercy. Who do you, who have you turned me over to? Who do you turn me over to? In whose hands have you uh, put me into? Have you turned me over to a far off uh, a, 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 a opponent, an enemy who chooses to attack me, a stranger who will ill treat me? Oh Allah, or have you turned me over to an adversary who will dominate me? And then he mentions, Oh Allah, that, oh Allah if you are not angry with me, then I do not care. If this is part of what you want me to go through, and you are not doing this as a punishment for my sins, but rather this is for the elevation of my status, this is for me to get closer to you, then I will accept this. 
Right? So this is a very interesting thing, what he says. He says, I just, main thing for me, I'm not angry or upset about what I'm going through. I'm just worried that you're upset at me. I'm just worried about, how, how often do we think about this? When something goes wrong in our life, which happens very often, how often are we upset that, that something went wrong? And how often are we saying, oh, what did I do wrong? Maybe I made a mistake, and this is a punishment of that. Well, let me start seeing how, what have I made a mistake? We've heard from the tabi, about the tabi'een and the pious elders of the past. A simple thing like a camel or a horse, their conveyance, if it would begin to act stubborn in the morning or whenever they would go out, immediately they would start reflecting on what they may have missed out in the past day or night. A sunnah, a mustahab, or maybe he had slipped and made a mistake. Why is it that my camel, my horse is acting in this manner? Maybe it is a result of some mistake I may have made. So these are the lucky people who are always introspecting and seeing how can they improve. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, Ya Allah, if you're not angry with me, then I don't care. However, وَلَكِنْ عَافِيَتُكَ هِيَ أَوْسَعُ لِي You favoring help with me will be easier. If I may suggest, if I may say, that if you were to give me well-being and ease, this would be much easier for me. أَعُوذُ بِنُورِ وَجْهِكَ الَّذِي أَشْرَقَتْ لَهُ الظُّلُمَاتِ وَصَلُحَ عَلَيْهِ أَمْرُ الدُّنْيَا he says, Oh Allah, I take refuge in the light of your countenance. In the light of your countenance, whereby such light, whereby all darkness is, is removed. All darkness is illuminated. And all things of this world and the next are saluha alayhi amru dunya wal akhirah are put in order. The nur of your wajh, the nur of your countenance will remove all darkness. Think about it. What can stand up to Allah's nur? What in the world can stand up to Allah's nur? It is that nur of Allah Azza wa Jal that keeps everything in right, in place. He says, what I seek refuge in you? An yanzila bi sakhatuk. I seek refuge in you from your anger befalling me. That's the worst thing that can happen. The worst thing that can happen is you become angry at me. And I, and I beg your protection from that. Laka al-utba hatta tarda wa la hawla wa la quwata illa bik. He says, oh Allah, to you alone belongs the right to blame and chastise. Utba. No one can make itab besides you. The only one who has a right to chastise, the only one who has a right to point a finger is you. So if you choose to point a finger, you have a right to do so. If you choose to take me to task, you have a right to do so. Because you're Allah. I, you are Khaliq, you are Rabb. I am Makhluq. Most definitely you have the right. لا حول ولا قوة إلا بك There is no power and no might except through you. Beautiful dua of Rasulullah Taif. We once again see that he's faced with difficulty and, ad, and adversaries and he turns to Allah Azza wa Jal. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in other hadith, he said, لا يرد القضاء لا يرد القدر إلا الدعاء That nothing can avert divine decree but supplication. Some ulama have taken this into its literal meaning and other ulama and scholars have explained that hypothetically speaking, if there is anything in the world that could possibly have changed a person's decree, it would have been dua. That is the most powerful tool that is in your toolbox. The power of dua that can change anything. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said in another beautiful hadith related by Imam Tirmidhi on the authority of Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhu. He says, إِنَّ الدُّعَاءَ يَنْفَعُ مِمَّا نَزَلْ وَمِمَّا لَمْ يَنْزِلْ فَعَلَيْكُمْ عِبَادَ اللَّهِ بِالدُّعَاءَ He says, all those calamities and misfortunes that have descended upon you and those that have yet to come, dua is beneficial for both. Dua is beneficial for those calamities that you're in the midst of right now and those that are about to come. Around the corner. That's what's happening, isn't it? Every single week brings some yani, news that's worse than the previous weeks. 
What can happen now? You want to get rid of this week's, you want to get out of this week's problems? You want to avert next week's problems? Next week's news feed? You want to remove that? You have dua. That's the amazing thing about this. That this, this anabatic, if you want to call it, this medicine, not only cures the sickness that you currently have, but is also a very great, it creates, boosts your immune system that any other further attacks also, you get uh, protected from. So beautiful dua for a, a beautiful hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. The dua is something that will protect you from those calamities that have already befallen you and those who are not yet. In another hadith related by Imam Tabrani, Aisha radiallahu mentions, She says that Rasulullah said that dua benefits from those calam- against those calamities that have befallen and those who have not. And then she says, he says, وَإِنَّ الْبَلَاءَ لَيَنْزِلُ فَيَتَلَقَّاهُ الدُّعَاءُ Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa saying that Sometimes a calamity befall, is a falling halfway If you want to say it, coming down And dua intercepts it Dua intercepts that calamity And then he said Till the day of judgment they begin, They're struggling Imagine a wrestling match The calamity is about to befall You raise your hands in the night In the day after Jumu'ah After Asr He said, Ya Allah, please save this calamity That may come Loss of job, loss of wealth, loss of health, you know, other types of problems, whatever the case may be. Disobedient family members, uh, you know, misunderstanding between spouses, all sorts of problems that are out there. That qadr, that musibah and calamity was coming, your dua intercepts it and they struggle till the day of judgment. Subhanallah. So it's, it's really amazing, just like you study medicine and you see how the, uh, the antibodies protect and, and all, all, all the immune system works in protecting a human being with, uh, uh, against foreign attacks. Put that self in, imagine dua working like that. The things are attacking and you're releasing this dua throughout the entire body to protect you from all directions. As some of, uh, some of the uh, scholars have said, a, a beautiful statement, they said, خَلْوَةٌ وَاحِدَةٌ مَعَ اللَّهِ تَغْشَاهَ السَّكِينَةٌ خَلْوَةٌ وَاحِدَةٌ مَعَ اللَّهِ تَغْشَاهُ السَّكِينَةٌ كَفِيلَةٌ بِحَلِّ عَشَرَاتِ الْمُعْضَلَاتِ that one khalwa, meaning one, one, uh, 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 one state of privacy where you have a one-on-one talk with Allah. Taghshahu as-sakina, enveloped in serenity, where you are focused on nothing besides speaking to Allah. One inner, uh, you know, communication with Allah. One, uh, you know, sit down with Allah Azza wa Jal, which is enveloped in serenity and in calmness and focus, becomes the means and is sufficient to solve ten of your biggest problems. Ten of your biggest problems. You just need, you know, you say, need, give me five minutes, I'll take care of this. Let me upload this. Let me contact this person. Let me come up with this uh, uh, bug fix, etc. Install this program. That's how we're being taught that you have the power of dua. Whatever problems you're facing, I'm facing. And we definitely have a huge list of that. We sit down with Allah, but it has to be focused. It's not on the dua, on the run. Not a drive-through dua. The one where we don't even know what happened. We just slapped our face and walked out. Not one of those. Or when we are just saying mean to what the imam is saying without realizing what's going on. But rather, a really focused one-on-one dua with Allah Azza wa Jal is sufficient for a person to uh, solve all the issues that a person is, is going through. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned another hadith that أَنَا مَعَهُ إِذَا دعاني. Allah says, I treat a servant based on his expectations from me and أَنَا مَعَهُ إِذَا دعاني. I will be with him and I am with him when he supplicates me. 
When we supplicate to Allah Azza wa Jal, He is with me. The ayah which I recited at the beginning, Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ We've heard this ayah multiple times. But the idea, and I've said it multiple times, the question is, to what degree am I practicing on? And that's why I chose to speak on this. Because this is the time. This is the time for dua. وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي O Muhammad Wasallam, When my servants ask you about me, then I've, uh, you know that yasalunaka and sa'ala yasalunaka is a is a place is a, is a word that comes multiple places maybe 13 14 times or so in the Quran possibly where Allah says the companions ask you about this and tell them the answer the companions ask you about this they ask you about wine and 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 and, uh, uh, and you know gambling and they ask you about the moon etc give them the answer yasalunaka al-khamri wal maysir yasalunaka al-mahid yasalunaka anil ahilla etc here Allah says, وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي When my servant asks you about me, Allah Azza wa does not say the way He says usually, قُلْ Say, O Muhammad Sallallahu the answer. Instead, Allah Azza wa answers it Himself. So all the other places, Allah tells the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, قُلْ فِيهِمَا إِثْمٌ كَبِيرٌ Right? قُلْ هِيَ مَوَاقِيتُ لِلنَّاسِ وَالْحَاجِ Etc. Etc. He tells the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to say the answer. But when it comes to dua, Allah Azza wa Jal Himself says the answer. He does not say, Oh Muhammad, say this. Whenever your servants ask about me, my introduction, He Himself answers that. Indeed, I am very near. That's the one word definition, description, introduction to Allah Azza wa Jal. I answer the supplication of the one who calls. When He chooses to call me. When Allah, and you don't expect Allah to go to, to simply answer our things. We have to ask. We have to, Allah wants us to at least take that step. What is that step? We cannot solve our problems. I can't, neither can you. We cannot solve the national problems, international problems, and domestic problems at home. But what we can do is raise our hands and present our case to Allah and say, Ya Allah, please do this. When we, when we present our case to Allah, then we will find that Allah will be willing to help as this ayah mentions. And lastly, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, uh, is really reported that uh, uh, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned in the hadith that there will be a time that will come towards the end of times, you know, a fitna, time of fitna, time of trials. La yanju minha illa man da'a du'a al-gharik. Oh, kama qala alayhi wa sallam. This is the, the near meaning of the hadith. That the only one who will be saved from those trials will be the one who supplicated to Allah the way a drowning person supplicates to Allah. What is a drowning person? Drowning person doesn't pull out his Visa MasterCard. Drowning person doesn't look for service on his phone. Everything's gone. He's in the midst of an ocean. The, the whole ship has collapsed. He's on his lifeboat. Last person alive. He's also about to go down in the storm. He is not turning to his cell phone. He's not turning to his wallet because he knows that's all of you, no use. It's too late. The only thing that can save you is none other than Allah's hidden qudra and assistance that will pluck you out from there. Besides that, nothing else. Even the atheists will begin to be become a believer in that situation. Uh, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is reported to have said that a time will come of trials and tribulations on this ummah. The only one who will be able to get out of that mess will be the one who cries to Allah, begs to Allah, supplicates to Allah, like the supplication of a drowning person. That time may be here. We really need to increase our dua on a daily basis, especially on the blessed day of Friday like this. Let us start preparing half, 10 minutes, 5 minutes before Maghrib or after Jummah. Whenever you have that taqshah sakina that dua when you can be concentrating and nothing is coming between you and Allah. You're not rushed for time. Five minutes of seclusion with Allah, that might actually just solve it.
that one problem. If not five minutes, you may need to add another next day, 10. But definitely dua is where we, what, where we need to go. Along with all the other work that everyone else is doing, we don't, we, we don't discredit going to work. Obviously, you have to go to work. You have to do whatever you have to do. But most definitely, along with that, we have to increase in the amount of dua we're making for ourselves and the entire ummah. I pray that Allah makes me and amongst all of you, from amongst those who truly believe in the power of dua and supplicate to Him with earnest desire and sincerity on a daily basis. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen.